Hey there, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably into cryptids and monsters. Well, if you have a creative spark, you can always join us in our first ever Supernatural Selection zine project. For 2024, we are doing cryptid encounters, where you can draw or write a encounter with a cryptid of your choice, and we'll put it in the zine. The current submission window is from early January to late June. If you're interested in finding out more, you can always go to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash zines. That is Z-I-N-E-S. Now back to the show. on record it's just you know future evidence against us well yeah but i mean it's future evidence against all of us in case one of us goes rogue well you're worried about being on record i'm worried about on we oh i am nothing but on we <laughs> yeah so good evening everybody <laughs> welcome to the distraction hole <laughs> you can listen to my dulcet tones i am mike I couldn't do this show just by myself because that'd be awfully boring. So we also have David. David, how are you faring this eve? I'm doing fairly well. I just watched my femdom anime, so I'm good. Ah, well, we, I'm sure we'll talk about wait, that later. Wait, <laughs> femdom or femdom? Femdom. Femdom, yeah. Okay, I cool. Is, it, is that like a femi gundam? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a market for that, yeah. I mean, yeah, isn't that the Witch of Mercury? Yeah. No, I was just rewatching uh Nagatoro, but that's not what my topic oh, is yeah. tonight. That, that is definitely femdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not femdom, that's femdom. Right. You know. And Kevin, how are you? I am exhausted, my legs hurt, and I'm itching to talk about geek stuff. Like old school geek stuff. Mm. Like like biting the heads off chickens. That's old school geek. <laughs> yeah, Sword no, swallowing. Too, yeah. Nope. Just the chickens. Two Tattooed bits of ladies. gander. <laughs> if you were a geek, what geek would you be? Uh, I would be the chicken head biting guy because it's the closest you could get to nuggets back in the 1900s. True. <laughs> what about well, why, you, David? Well, why are we doing the game so early? No, this is just a, <laughs> this is just a spontaneous thing. It's like you know. I, I don't know. I, I think, like, for cool factor, like, I feel like the guy who breathes fire probably gets laid a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, no, you get all the chicks if you're the fire-breathing guy. The chicken head guy? Eh, not so the, much. The you find sw- your one girl. The but... sword swallower gets all the dudes. Yeah. 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 And, and that's nothing wrong with no, that. No, no, no of course saying, not. Just saying, if you if you want chicks, you breathe fire. If you want dudes, you swallow swords. Well, or now, you <laughs> go after a kappa. Well, well, now I want to go watch Freaks again. Wait, are we talking about the one with uh, Todd Browning's Alex Freaks? Winter? Wait, what? Todd Browning's Freaks, the guy who directed Dracula. Oh, oh, oh. Google gobble, one. Google no, gobble, I... one of us, one of us. Yes, okay, I always get Freaks and Freaked confused. Ah. And uh, I it, 
you know, because it's the Alex Winter movie where he gets turned into half a mutant, mm. and like the beard, the bearded lady is literally Mister T in a dress. You, you know what? I love it when Alex Winter does weird shit because he's got that new movie he did with uh, Jonah Ray Rodriguez. Yeah, all na- uh, was it all Destroy neighbors all must neighbors die. Destroy something? all neighbors. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I gotta see that. I love me some Jonah Ray, and I love me some Alex Winter, and uh, yeah. yeah. I. I would be the deformed baby in a jar. Jesus, Mike. <laughs> Fuck. Mike's a Fiji mermaid. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe the wolf. No, I'm not hairy enough to be the wolf boy. I could. You have the I feet for the wolf boy. Wait, you could? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty hairy. Like, um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> like, like, I have a lot of hair on my head, but. You know, I've just, you know, you I'd have say hair normal. on your body. I have normal amounts of hair okay. on my body. Fair. Yeah, you're not dangerous. I don't have I don't have the hairy back. It doesn't look like you're wearing a sweater under your shirt. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to uh, refrain from I'm, commenting. I'm bizarrely smooth. <laughs> I was going to say, other than, you know, in my shirtal area, other than like the center of the chest, it's all it's all very bare. Mike, oh, I've get got, like, this episode under control. <laughs> The, the 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 body hair podcast where we discuss body hair, nothing but body hair, body hair and grooming. Do you do you wax your chest hair? God, let's move on. Three tips for you know uh, styling your pubes. Put a bow on your chest hair. Make it make it thimmy. All right. Uh, do we? I forget. Do we need to do anything before we get to our no our things? No, not particularly. I kind of think we just did. So I introduced David first, so I guess I'll go with Kevin. What's what you've been doing this week? Oh. Two or three, however many weeks it's been oh. since the last one we've done. Oh, man. Okay, first off, back on, uh, I decided I wanted to try older uh, Bethesda games, so I started trying to play Morrowind. Mm-hmm. You, you guys ever tried to play Morrowind? Oh, no. No. Oh, it is some esoteric fucking shit in that, like, it doesn't... I heard someone say that the leveling system in uh, Morrowind is more complicated than all of Skyrim. Mm. And, uh, is that true? It is, you like a moth to the flame? Well, no. It actually drove me away oh. like uh, a hobo from flame. So I uh, started playing um, Oblivion, Oblivion instead. Yeah. And first off... I love that because you can increase your acrobatic skill by just jumping everywhere. <laughs> so and, you're, you're living your in, inner house of pain. Yeah, so I jump around. And the thing is, I can now jump like 13 feet in the air. <laughs> and I'm only level two. Bethesda. So, <laughs> so which one is the one with the really ridiculously big map? Uh, that's Daggerfall. Okay. Daggerfall is literally all of Tamriel. Uh, yeah, like, you, like, you know, Skyrim is the fifth game. Morrowind's the third game. Uh, the fourth game takes place in Cyrodiil, and Daggerfall is everywhere. You can go to all of those places. Yeah, I can never get those, you know, the, the Elder Scrolls games, you know, in order. I, the only reason I know them now is because of Clint from LGR doing reviews of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Oblivion's sort of a nice combination between Morrowind and Skyrim, but then I still will go back to Skyrim because I'm like, oh, this is just so much easier to do. Mm. 
Um, Kevin, Kevin has an addiction. Uh, the only cure is more Skyrim. I have a fever. But, uh, you, you know, here's so, the thing. If you got paid to play Skyrim, would that be a Skyrim job? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, oh, lowest man. common denominator. I'm so sorry. Thank you for naming my new YouTube series when I start playing Kevin, Skyrim <laughs> on Kevin's there. going to do an LP of Skyrim. Yep, the Skyrim job. Uh, so, uh, other than that, I have been in a very old school uh, nerd hobby kick lately. And I dove down into the lore hole of Warhammer 40,000, right? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, yeah, no, I decided, hey, let's read about space fascism. And uh, Kevin is now broke and in like $40,000 in debt. Warhammer, 40,000 debt. Surrounded in minifigures and. Well. Sort of. So <laughs> I wanted to buy a squad of Marines to paint. Like I said, in debt. And uh, I did buy a set of paints. And then Mike did me a huge solid and reminded me, hey man, every figurine Paul owned is in the garage, including the unpainted ones. Oh. I was like, oh yeah. So yeah, I went I, out there. Because I, I hate to see a friend like spend all their food money on Warhammer. Yes. So I went out, I found two Marines, I found one, Mike, what's that one dude, a captain? Yeah, so one like of them. super detailed. Yeah, it's from the starter set, I believe it was called like the Assault on Black Reach or something like that, Black Rock something. Yeah, those a, those a uh, some one of the editions, uh, yeah, starter editions that came with like a bunch of orcs and a bunch of marines. Yeah, but I saw this guy. I was like, "Ooh, that looks like a challenge!" So yeah. I grabbed him, mm-hmm. and then I found what is it like Mark Three or Mark Four or something armor? It's the space the marines that had the beak. The old beaky masks. That's why the this, orcs call them beakies. And this isn't just so they've done beakies all through the years. Like they'll have, you know, veterans or something. But uh-huh. this is a rogue trader beaky. He's so put it this way, it's made of yellow plastic. <laughs> so Rogue Trader was plastic, but then later pretty much all their stuff was pewter as far as, you know, the the actual figures go a lot of times they had like especially for space marines they'd have plastic arms and shoulder pads but still the main figure itself was a pewter yeah um i'm trying Uh, to find the date for when it was originally released but i am not finding it it was like the late 80s early 90s or something something like that i remember i bought a bag of uh no was it i think it was uh one of our friends when we went to Coast Con all those yes. years ago, he bought like a bag of uh, Rogue Trader Marine bits, and I think I got a couple of them off of him. I just, I, I love the idea of Warhammer. I follow a bunch of the lore channels, and that's about as far as I'm willing to go because right now I just I, really got into tabletop gaming again, and I'm already yeah, finding myself yeah. shopping for dice, and it's like, no, no, this oh, isn't shit. good. This isn't good. Yeah, yeah I 19, cannot. guys, October 1987. Yeah, this no. is a figure from 1987. It's older yeah, than I, I am. Wow. No, Fuck. wait, no, no, no. It's I, I'm older than it, just barely. Don't make me barely. feel that bad. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so I found the beaky, and I was like, all right, well, that's what I'm going to paint, because he's going to be real easy, because he's low on detail compared to the others. But yeah. then I realized... 
You know what else I got back with uh, all Paul's old uh, all Paul's figurines was my orcs that I gave him Ooh. when I quit playing. Yeah, when Kevin quit, he gave Paul all his stuff, and Paul really went ham with the orcs. I can say. Uh huh. You know he, he. But then again, that kind of spoke to uh, Paul. Oh yeah. Like you know, it's because get because the orcs silly. are you know, the orcs and the orcs are a blank canvas. You can do whatever the. F- you know, fuck you want with them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so know? I, I didn't know Paul, but he, from everything I've heard about him, he has chaos gremlin energy. Yes. Yes. Oh Definitely. God. Yes. So like there's one army out there. It's the only army that his son wants, uh, us to send to him somehow. And it is an, an army of orcs that are all wearing blue jeans <laughs> because, as he put it, a cargo shuttle of blue jeans crashed on their planet, and they raided it. So they're all wearing Levi's. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I found my orcs, and I found like five or six of my old pewter figurines, and like glued the arms back on, and uh, I'm gonna base coat them and try to paint those. And I'm not really planning on playing the game. I just kind of want to paint them, well, you know? That, that's also, like, a whole thing. There's, like, whole communities of people who don't mm-hmm. play the game. They just fucking oh, hate yeah. the shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm reading up on the lore and shit, but, you know, yeah, yeah I just want to paint again. Yeah, well, yeah, there's also the opposite. There are a lot of people that, you know, can't really or don't want to paint or assemble, they'll, but they'll buy figurines oh, and they'll just pay to someone play the game. to paint the figurines for them. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah the uh, Dungeons and Dragons group I'm in, the guy who hosts the game, he big in the Warhammer scene here in Southern California, um, mm-hmm. and that's what he does. He does custom paint jobs, so he has like his entire painting area over near the gaming table, and yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well. So that's that's one thing, but there's another thing I've been doing, and this is also like real old school. Uh, because of Baldur's Gate 3, I, I got to thinking, what the fuck is the deal with Forgotten Realms? Mm. You know? Like, it's now the default setting for Dungeons & Dragons, but it didn't, it wasn't always. So I ended up on this wiki spiral, and it turns out that originally when Gary Gygax started it, uh, you know, there wasn't a default setting, but what became the default setting was the world he made for his party, you know, his games, yeah. his gaming table. And it, was, and it ended up being called Greyhawk because of uh, Castle Greyhawk mm-hmm. in the game. And uh, it was sort of piecemeal stuck together over the years. There was no unifying guiding force. It was just whatever. We're going to stick this in there. We're going to stick that in there. Here's some rules for playing samurai, you know, shit like that. And then uh, Gary Gygax left, and they were looking for a new campaign setting. And this one dude, I cannot remember his name, used to stare out the window as a kid and came up with this whole fucking fantasy world. David, sound familiar? The kind of shit you and me used to do? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think everybody so, as a kid did that. Oh, yeah, but, you know, we also didn't hang on to it, write it down, draw maps, oh, come yeah, up no, with, that's, like, that's, whole shit like that. It's like, you know, spurgly areas of uh And maybe childhood. he was. I don't know. Well, but And then also that <laughs> would include me, because I still have, like, childhood drawings of stuff that I'm still working on today, so fuck. Well, see, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, like, but also Spurgy. Sure, but what's wrong with Spurgy? 
I mean, I'm not wasn't using a sure, you know, a yeah, pejorative. We kind of, we kind of, when we say spurgy, it's kind of a, a compliment because we're spurgy yeah, as fuck. Yeah, no, it's yeah. A, we we recognize our own. Yeah, yeah, it, it's we it's smell more our of an own brand than a uh, than a denouncement, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway, dude started submitting uh, stuff about this fantasy world to Dragon Magazine, and they contacted him and were like, "Hey, man." Would you be interested in, could we use the stuff you're sending in as a new campaign setting? So he sends them like 30 fucking cardboard boxes stuffed with <laughs> maps, <laughs> notes, creatures, uh, fucking kingdoms and all this shit. So, bam, pre-built setting. And that's Forgotten Realms. The idea was Earth and this other world were connected at one point, And all of our fantasy and... Uh, Myths and stuff like that came from these, quote, forgotten realms that are no longer connected to us. Mm. And that's why it's called the Forgotten Realms. And it's known to the people that live there just as the realms. Mm, and, uh, yeah, and then there's Dragonlance, but that's Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, and it's, like, way more serious than Forgotten Realms. Mm. And, uh... I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to start reading something, Forgotten Realms, and I look, and one of the very first books out there, like, I don't mean, like, source books, novels, is called uh, Azure Bonds, or Azure Bonds, I don't know, you know, the blue, mm-hmm. color blue, and uh, it's a fun little story, there's like, a, it's a three-part uh, series, the first book is pretty fun i mean it's not like the best book in the world by any means but like it's got fun characters it's got an interesting premise it's in the forgotten realms they talk about water deep you know mm-hmm. uh they have not mentioned Baldur's gate yet but you know it's the same world and that's one of the things i like about it is it's forgotten realms it's all in the same thing in fact from what i understand the main character of this book alias who is ageless and undying, uh, is still like a going concern in the world of Forgotten Realms. So that's hmm. pretty fucking neat. I just like it. And, uh, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind playing in a Forgotten Realms campaign one day. Yeah, you mentioned that because I also I fall into those wiki holes too. <clears throat> so, like, I was just trying to look at, like, the Baldur's Gate 3 map and where it compares to the Forgotten Realms, and it's like, it's a very small portion of the area that the game takes oh, place yeah. in. But then also, like, the character of Volo being, like, uh, mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the creators of, uh, like, a bunch of Forgotten Realms stories. Like, that's his character. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's interesting. It's just fascinating to me. Oh, yeah, no, that's what got me is uh, the fact that Forgotten Realms is just so fucking sprawling uh, across multimedia. And, you know, and the, and it was set up to be that way, you know? Like, uh, Azure Bonds was uh, the book, the RPG supplement, and a computer game, all released within, like, the same general window. Mm-hmm. So I just think this is all really neat. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm glad to be playing D&D again. I love playing uh, uh, Strixhaven with everybody on Spooky Dice Bag. I would love to play a private Forgotten Realms game again with someone. Hell yeah. Maybe, S- not, maybe not Dragonlance. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got the first of the... the I've got Dragons of Autumn's Twilight 
download downloaded and uh, I'm gonna read that next. Mm-hmm. But like Forgotten Realm seems like there's more fun to it. Yeah. Like, you know, even Baldur's Gate three has a sense of humor to it. There's mm-hmm. like a real there's fun to it. And I reading that book the first time, like twenty years ago, uh, dra- uh the Dragonlance book, I was just like, This is very serious. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy Dragonlance. Which and the thing is, I'll probably enjoy it when I start reading it. I just haven't read it in like twenty something years. I was working at Roses uh the first time, last time I read it. So it's been it's been a while. <laughs> it's so. been a while. My thoughts on a uh, D&D is I had a thought earlier this week or so that I lamented the fact that so I've been watching and I'll get into it in my segment but a lot of uh fantasy anime and <clears throat> I'm very <clears throat> excuse me sorry very regretful that I never played a long-term campaign to really have, you know, yeah, a high-level character. It was always, you know, start roll up a new character either level one or maybe level five if you know the the dm wanted you know slightly higher level of characters play one or two sessions and then never go back to that character Mm. so it was never a long ongoing campaign to have like you know some character find all this god level gear and you know stuff and be you know that's a real badass that's a problem everyone we know that ran the games and didn't have the stick to to like keep it going mm-hmm. or you know life happened and you know people just yeah. kind of fell away well and, yeah. and most and, campaigns they end at what like level 12 for most i don't know i'm i mean yeah, I know, like i like, said it was never got past level one or five mm, maybe yeah. maybe i did a level 10 game once yeah like strixhaven i'm at like level nine i started out at like five or six i think Mm. so like it's actually moving along and i'm enjoying it i had the thought that really an effective an adult oriented D &D game should really set up the games to where you're leveling you know every adventure Mm. isn't that like what a milestone system would be yeah I mean, it should be at least, you know, leveling like that, you know, something. Yeah. Mike, is Gretel digging the china behind oh, you again? Jesus Christ, she's <laughs> got a man and she needs a chill. <clears throat> Kitty got no chill? Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah, you shouldn't be playing like, you know, five or six adventures just to get a, get a level. Mm. No, I mean, that make that makes sense. The, the game that I'm in... Um, I came in at level eight um, for my Barbarian. Uh, I, I don't know how long this game's been going on. I don't quite remember. but And then for the New Year's game, uh, he had us roll like level 11 villain characters. So, Right. Yeah. Kevin, for your information, Gretel got in a box and could not get out of the oh, box. Fucking <laughs> hell. Look, she is such a bimbo. <sighs> It's a cat. I can call her that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a box. Admittedly, it's a box full of other boxes. So she kind of got wedged Aww. in there. It'll happen. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's uh, so. Yeah, I've been like knee deep in old school nerd shit lately, mm. and uh, God, it's comfortable. It's like okay, 
Kit got me like this really nice zip-up sweater that makes me look like an old man when I wear my uh, oh, yeah, button-down he, he, brim hat. He looks, he looks like very all of, uh, say like sixty-five. Something yeah, like I that. look like I'm about to come in and uh, start <clears throat> yelling about my discount. He, he, yeah, he really needs to go to like a Piccadilly lunch. Yeah, Piccadilly that. is a uh, cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Piccadilly cafeteria, go go there for lunch. Or ooh, ooh, the, actually, the, I kind of want to do that now. The 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 lunch bar at a uh, grocery store. They don't have the those counter. anymore, Mike. Yeah, I've, no, Kroger got rid of theirs, <clears throat> and that's the closest one. I'm pretty sure they have. We're like, in a food they desert. Have food there. They have food there. You yeah, but one. you can't sit down and complain about the oh, kids true. today anymore. They, they, they got rid of the tables. They could still get it at the counter, though. Yeah, but what's the point if you can't sit down and talk to all other old men? Anyway, the point <laughs> is, uh, the way that reading about these old uh, games makes me feel is like this sweater, but on the inside. Oh. So... I'm really digging it, you know. Yeah, it's it's fun to get back into this. Like news flash, on. Kevin likes being old. <laughs> Go to hell! <laughs> uh, I thought you said news flash. That's why I said. It. That's yeah. why I said it that way. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Fuck I, off! I mean, it's not news to me. No. <laughs> Film at eleven. <laughs> but you'll be asleep yeah. by ten thirty. You know, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Dude, oh, don't even joke about that. I went to bed at like 8 o'clock the other night. Oh, you lucky Dude. son of a bitch. I was just like, no, been, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. Look, I've been up since 8.30 today, so I'm probably going to drop off early tonight, too. Uh, had, you'll, you'll drop off when we're done with this. Yeah, we had, we had, in, oh, yeah, that's what I mean, but soon after. I won't be up till 4 in the morning. I'm, I can pretty, pretty much guarantee that. Mm. We had inventory this yeah. morning, so uh, yeah. I'm Mikey Tired Boy. Yeah, so I'm done. That's Kev- that's my thing. Kevin has spent. He has shot his load into the hole. God, I <laughs> wish you would not do that when you host. Uh, are, are we renaming the podcast uh, Distraction Spunk Bucket? <laughs> the, distra- the-, the Distraction Load Hole. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> the Distraction Flashlight. Oh, fuck off. The Distraction Used Condom. Sponsored by Bad Dragon. Distraction Nookie Cookie. <clears throat> Shut your pie hole. Let's let's move on. Mike, who's next? Well, since I am a generous lover, David, what's what's in the barrel for us tonight? I had a mouthful of drink when you said that. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Marvel's big week this week. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so um obviously it's we're like not how, counting Madam like how... Web in this. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, dude, before you get started, our roommate saw that, Mm -hmm. and he said it was so fucking bad, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, the villain sounds like Zorak. (laughs) These girls kill me in the future. Oh, God. Yeah, no, they sound like my mantis cuck. I, I I will watch it eventually, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah, no, Mike, we're, we're going to get it when it's out on digital, and I I need to see it. But, but no, like, um, right. uh, obviously, like, I, my conspiracy brain is telling me that Marvel timed these announcements because Madam Web came out, and they knew the writing was on the wall for that. Oh, I, look, you, you know Marvel had to at least be able to see it early. Mm-hmm. They, they had to mm. have 
I'm yeah. sure there was some. If they didn't have any say in it, they at least could sway, you know, a and screening. And yeah. you're not the first person to put that theory forward. Yeah. Um, and so they saw this and they're like, okay, we need to get ahead of this. Yeah. Oh, and you know, also with the way that some of these releases are timing out, like it makes sense that now's around the time they would advertise them, but it was oh, also yeah. like super fucking convenient that now was the time they advertised them. Um, yeah. So obviously the first one is probably Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, mm-hmm. Trailer came out for that. What did, what did you gentlemen think of the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer? Um, My chimichanga's hard. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, I am so excited for Deadpool. Yeah, it's funny. On uh, Valentine's Day, I watched both the Deadpool movies. Um, good, the good second one's movies, not man. as good, but it's still good. But it's got I mean, Josh Brolin as Cable. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no. Now, I will say I feel bad because, you know, the dude that played the general in the Avatar movies? Uh-huh. He was campaigning real hard to play Cable. Yeah. And, like, he posted on Instagram like he had got himself all jacked up and, like, posted a picture of himself and said it's time to lay some cable well he was already and pretty then, fucking jacked up in um, oh yeah avatar but like he was he was like trying to bulk up to yeah. like liefeld levels yeah and he didn't get it yeah <laughs> oh um, i was like oh that hurts but but yeah i mean deadpool and wolverine i'm glad we didn't really get a clear shot of wolverine um or at least um one of the wolverines because i saw at least two potential wolverines in there I saw Patch. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be another actor playing Patch, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. I hope. And there, again, every Marvel movie that comes out, I really want Danny DeVito to show up. Yeah, <laughs> I want hope. him to play Patch. <clears throat> yeah, and um, yeah, no, I I thought the trailer was great, but I was going crazy for a couple of days because like I recognized Pyro immediately. Oh, yeah. And all those yeah, fucking one YouTube channels the, were like, mm-hmm. and this mysterious person. It's like, no, it's fucking Pyro, you it's morons. It's fucking Pyro, you dipshits. I didn't recognize him, but I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, see, I, um, I uh, Aaron uh, Stanford, I think. Uh, Stanton Stanford, uh, the actor. Uh, see, I know him because uh, he was in that TV version of 12 Monkeys, which is one of my favorite sci-fi shows. Um, but he was also, he played Sneed in Picard Season 3, uh, a Ferengi. Mm. And I recognized oh, yeah, him the there one too. That got killed. Yeah, and I recognized him there too. Like, there's something about that actor. Like, I recognize yeah. him. Isn't isn't he the one that like Worf murderated the fuck out of? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was cool, and it, it look, I like that. Like Pyro's outfit looks like a somewhat comic uh, comic accurate and everything like that, and um, it's got a lot of Mad Max vibes to it. It does. I like it. Yeah, like, um, uh, they're, I, they're in the void or whatever, and it's just all the survivors of the Purge Fox universes or something. Well, I'm also just really happy to see the TVA, and the dude playing the TVA agent is the guy from Succession. Yeah, Matthew McFadden. Yes, I love that see, dude so much. I knew so him much. as Mr. Darcy. Who? who? M- Mr. Darcy from uh, Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Yeah, no, just because, uh, you know, my, my mom used to watch a lot of those... Um, Movies and that sort of thing, and like he—he he was I'm, always Mister mm. Darcy. Yeah, I—I'll tell you something about those sorts of movies uh, during the break. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I don't want to say it on the air. So. No, no, that's fine. Um, uh, but no, I just—it uh, looks like a lot of fun. There's like some cool, like it doesn't—it looks like it hasn't lost its Deadpoolness. Nope. 
Uh, it's it's just got more. It's got more Disney jokes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The pegging joke was really good. Um, <clears throat> yep. The pegging joke was fun. Um. I. But no. Marvel Jesus. Uh. I'm. I'm there. The minute he called himself Marvel Jesus, I was like, Oh, it's the same. Well, and there's just they did brighten his suit up though. Yeah. Well. What I mean, I'm. I'm down for that. Um. Yeah. No. It's fine. Uh, it's it, like what they're doing with Spider Man. There's just a lot of cool little like things that you catch like when he salutes the video footage of captain america it's like okay oh it's wade that that is straight up from the comics like he adores captain america yeah i i think uh deadpool 3 it's like the only big marvel movie coming out this year that's the crazy part um when yeah they haven't even started on the other movie we're gonna discuss right yeah but um yeah because this year it's um they've got uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, and then they've got a couple of shows, and that's it. Which I think is probably the best thing for them right now is to kind of slow stuff sure. down. Because I, I I went and saw them. Um, I I didn't see the Marvels in theaters. I couldn't afford to at the time, but I caught it like the day it came out on Disney Plus, and I had a fun time. And it's it's a it's sad that the movie bombed the way it did, because it's a fun fucking movie. I don't know. I I think people yeah. are I think people are a little um. Like, Marvel got big, and now it's uh, the David and Goliath thing, where now it's like, oh, they need to be taken down to size or whatever. And it's like, you don't need an agenda. Just don't see the movies if you don't want to or anything. You don't need to root for them to fail. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but, um, yeah, Deadpool looks fun. I'm I'm excited. So. Yep, same here. I am, I am really excited about uh, Mr. Pool. Yep. So then uh, taking these um, announcements, I think the second announcement was the TV series. Am I right, Kevin? Uh, uh, was the TV wait, series wait, or was wait. the cast announcement? Oh, oh uh, actually, I heard about the cast announcement first. Okay, yeah, so we'll go with the cast announcement. So we have our Fantastic Four for the Fantastic I, oh, Four yeah. movie. I am so friggin' excited about this. Yeah, I'm... Like, I'm and I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna be. Like if if they do the Fantastic Four the way that I feel like they should do the Fantastic Four, it's gonna make me very very happy. Um, and like the cast to me says that. So um, for for those who haven't been keeping up, um, our cast for Fantastic Four, which is due next year, is yep. um, Pedro Pascal is Reed Richards. Which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Some people are not. I am perfectly fine with that because uh, the only other person I wanted to play it is too old, and that is Stephen Colbert. Mm. Well, well, you're just thinking of Doctor Richard Impossible from the Venture Brothers. Fuck off! That's the whole reason <laughs> they had him play that character um, because he would make a he yeah. would have made a perfect Mister Fantastic. But no, like I the, the frustration with the Pedro Pascal thing is like you know Hollywood gets these like sprees where like they cast the one actor and everything like it was previously no. like Chris Pratt. Yeah, no, and I understand that, but you know this is Pedro Pascal and he's a fucking delight. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, um, of course. Reed Richards is only as good as a Sue Storm, and that is Vanessa Kirby. Oh, oh that's perfect. Yeah. Like, I, like, I've had to try to explain to people, if you've seen the last two... When we were watching the last two Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. and she was in those, and I saw her, and the first two things... I, the first thing I thought was she would make either a perfect Emma Frost or... 
for a perfect Sioux storm. Mm-hmm. And they got one of them. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah, I think she's going to have a lot of chemistry with uh, Pedro. Um, um, mm-hmm. Like I Again, I can't really judge off that, that announcement art they posted, but like the the Reed and Sue vibes from that illustration yeah. of them. It's just like, no, that's mm-hmm. exactly. Also, I hope the costumes are like that. I really like yeah. it. It's a good look. It's that weird sort of British striped sweater thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm down for that, especially if it's a period piece like we think it is. Yeah. Well, and then if we're, get, if we're talking about Sue Storm, we should talk about her brother, Johnny Storm, who will be played by Joseph Quinn. Okay, so I've seen the other two actors in this cast announcement in stuff before. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't, I don't know him from Adam's house cat. So, but you know, I don't have negative opinions for of him. So great. Like he, he looks the part. If you look at the, um, Oh yeah. The art. Yeah. yeah, But like, see, I know him as Eddie Munson from stranger things. The the latest season of that. Every time someone says that, I think they're going to say Munster. Yeah, right? Um, but no, he's like a heavy metal D&D nerd, like, in, yeah. in that show. It's it's very much like everybody fell in love with him. Um, and I, and he, he looks like he could be a good Johnny Storm. He looks like... What, what I'm excited about is he looks like he's old enough to be Tom Holland's contemporary. So we finally get, like... A young yeah, well, Johnny Storm? Well, yeah, but so that we could get, like, those scenes where Johnny and Peter, like, hang out. Oh! Like, I want to see, like, a scene in one of the movies where Peter's having a hard time, and he's on the Statue of Liberty, and, and Johnny shows up, and they chat for a bit, and then that's all you see of Johnny in the rest of the movie, but, like, I just, I want those vibes. Or he shows up and gives him shit. Yeah. Or, yeah. oh my god, maybe in the next one they'll have the bombastic bag man. Oh my god, that would be amazing if, if they could, they oh my could god, fucking Peter, do the bag man. Because Peter used to be an Avenger. Maybe he's looking for a new team, so he tries to join the Fantastic Four. And they're like, we're and just like in the comics, they're like, we're actually a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Oh um, uh, yeah, no, there's so much Oh god, we're gonna have Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four in the same universe finally. Like, and I, I hope we get some stuff with them. Like the, the other thing is, unfortunately with Spider-Man, like he goes well with everybody, so now that we've got Daredevil back, I'm waiting for Daredevil and Spider-Man. Well, I'm waiting this for is Punisher be, and Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, this is going to be like, Mike, do you remember back in the 90s where Spidey had five uh, regular recurring titles? <laughs> yeah. And then would show up in everybody else's Dude, comic? I, th- I think you're, you're all missing the biggest one, though. Hmm. What's that? Fucking Deadpool and Spider-Man. Oh, God, right? yeah, no. Right? Um, well, well, then with the X-Men coming back, he could go teach at Xavier's school like he did for oh. a while. Oh, do you think we could get that great scene where he's arguing with Sauron about uh, <laughs> rewriting genes on the fly? I don't I want to want... cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, I wish, like, they could produce as much stuff as I want. Yeah, and, yeah, that's they fair. just They can't. So, like, we're... You know, if I get, like, a Daredevil and Spider-Man crossover, or if I get a Fantastic Four Spider-Man crossover, I'll be happy. But, um... Yep. But just knowing that, like, they could be in the same universe. Um, yeah, no. But, it's... it's we, We've got some good stuff ahead, hopefully, yeah. with that. But... Our, uh, our okay, final who, actor, the ever-loving yes. blue-eyed thing, um, will be play uh, Ben Grimm, will be played by Eben Moss Backrack. 
so that's, that's a name. It's it's a fantastic name. That is an iconic name right there. Um, so I know him as Cousin Richie in uh, The Bear. Um, okay. Great character, but he was also in Andor. He played, uh, I think it was Screen, um, who was the the roguish guy who tried to betray the party. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I know who that is. All right. And then, Yay, and I then know in him. The Punisher show, he played uh, Microchip. Yeah. Um, uh, Punisher's tech support I guy. Didn't, I didn't really watch the show. It, it was pretty good. I did, but I can't remember. It was pretty Much. good. Um, but yeah, like he, he's got like Ben Grimm vibes. Um, you know, I, it's going to be a shame that he's going to be mostly CGI because he's a very uh, yeah. expressive actor. But like if they can get. They'll probably that, do facial capture yeah. like they do with the Hulk. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they can do that because like the guy, he, he's very talented as someone who has watched the bear right. a lot. Um, he's like one of the main draws of the, sh- uh, of, the of the show for me. But um, yeah, no, he um, he looks the part for um, a Ben Grimm, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I did like in the artwork that behind Ben they had the the portrait of him yeah, in the, the, the NASA astronaut portrait. outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and then of course we need nope. to talk about Herbie yeah. being in the art. Yeah, the most important thing is Herbie the robot is in that picture. God damn it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Mike, in the 60s or 70s, there was a cartoon by either Ruby Spears or Hanna-Barbera of the Fantastic Four. Now, unfortunately, at the time, they couldn't use the Human Torch because his rights were tied up in an independent animated series that didn't happen. Imagine that, Marvel having problems with their characters due to rights licensings. (laughs) Uh, No. So, to replace the Human Torch, they just threw in this shitty robot named Herbie. And he looks kind of like one of those 80s robots, you know? Mm-hmm. Is he a love bug? No. <laughs> but, uh, so, as a, as a thing, bringing something to Ben in that art is Herbie the Robot. And I lost my shit over Herbie the Robot being there. It, it just seems like it's so perfect in tone with what um, I think they're aiming for with Fantastic Four. Beep boop, can I bring you something? Yeah, no, it's gonna be real dumb, and I love it. Yeah, and then, um, like, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get an inkling of who Doctor Doom is supposed to be. I don't think he's gonna be the main villain, but I'm sure we'll we'll know mm-hmm. who's gonna be Doom. No, there's point. a lot. There's a lot of speculation about who the villain of this movie is gonna be. Like some people are saying it's uh, Rama Tut, which is uh, you know, uh, uh, Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are saying it's going to be Galactus with the Silver Surfer, and I'm like, can we not do that this time? I, I know who you want it to be, and I know the actor you want to play the character. You okay? Can I can I say it on the show? Do you do you want to say it, or should I guess? Okay, okay, Mike, I've already told you, right? Maybe I okay. can't remember. David. Okay, I Go think ahead. Take your guess. I think the character you want is Mole Man. Uh-huh. And I think you want Danny DeVito to play Mole Man. You're a goddamn right. You know me very well, because who else could play the Mole Man? Uh, well, um, uh, jo- fact, jo- John just, Ratzenberger, because he played basically the Mole the Man. The Underminer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, here's the thing. I just want Danny DeVito in every Marvel franchise. Is that so wrong? No, not yes. at all. Not at all. He's going to okay, be very Mike's, wrong. Mike says yes, you say wrong. Uh, or you say no. Um, so, I, but yeah, no, I kind of hope it's a mole man. But I also was saying, you know, let's go for something weird nobody's ever done. Like the Molecule Man. He's tied in with uh, the Tesseract. Mm. And if it's taking place in 63, they could do that. We know where the Tesseract is. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like a good plot device would throw um, throw the the Richard Storm family into the uh, negative zone for, mm, for an adventure. That'd be, pre- that'd be pretty cool. And then and, when they know, get out, they're in the modern Marvel. Yeah, and I will say if they and that was my other thing is that's how they get them into modern times. But mm. if they do Galactus, I hope they have the Watcher, and I hope it's the one from What If. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, Just, you know. We should also mention the third announcement, because we've been going on here. Um, oh, shit, yeah. Yes, uh, there was a third the trailer, announcement. Oh. The trailer for X-Men 97, which okay. is the yeah. animated uh, continuation of the uh, 1990s X-Men cartoon. Uh, yep. The show ended picks, its original run, right uh, original run in 96. And, uh, yeah, this is like just a basic continuation of it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they've recast a lot of the characters, Mm -hmm. but they sound exactly the same. But the original actors are in it as new characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I mean, people's vocal cords change for sure. They do, they do. There's a few people, though, that are still playing their characters. Like, I believe Beast is still being played by the same guy. Mm. Uh, I don't know who else. Uh, But Mike, Mm. what was your feelings watching that trailer? I mean, I mean, it looked like it was the show again for all, for better or for worse, you know. There was just enough <clears> jank <throat> to the animation. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm very much a animation person. I, I do like when they do animation as good as it can be. I, I do wish mm-hmm. it looked a little smoother. Yeah, like when I found I out, I don't there... think there's a reason for mm-hmm. it to be janky other than nostalgia, but yeah. smashing. See, when I saw it, or when I heard they were doing X-Men 97, I was really hoping, I was like, oh, they can do the animation good this time. And then I saw the character designs, I was like, oh, they ain't. They're they're doing it old school. And then I saw the animation, I was like, it's better, but it's not good. And that's fine. It just looks like the same series. You know, they're saving some money there, so I can't fault them too much for that. And if, and if it was a choice between not being made at all or, you know, being made this. with lesser quality but, you know, more affordable animation, yeah. sure, I can see that I, trade-off. I, I don't know. I didn't think it looked too bad. Like I No, I, that's the thing. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I'm like, hey, look, it's X-Men 97. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it looked terrible, but I've seen better animation and flash animations. <laughs> okay, no, that's I, fair. I, I don't know about that, but um, but I I, I do, I do. I, but I anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, I, like I don't to, know. I like to spend a few bucks to get a couple more frames. <laughs> well, can can I talk about a couple things from it, or let's talk about a couple things from it? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay first off, the basketball outfits. <laughs> That was weird. I, I, no, I know exactly what they're doing. That is from a uh, 
a Jim Lee issue of you, you remember when they gave Jim Lee his own X Men comic? Yeah, uh Yeah, X Men number one, mm-hmm. you know, with a big double gatefold cover and all that. It was the X Men blue team. Mm-hmm. Uh in that one, uh Claremont wanted to do the baseball game and Jim Lee was like, No, nah, it's the nineties. They gotta play basketball and he drew him mm-hmm. in all these extreme nineties outfits. And it is the outfits they are wearing when they confront Magneto. Mm. And they're horrid, over-the-top, uh, Nike ad outfits. Mm-hmm. I was like, I give them credit for sticking to their guns and going with the Jim Lee designs again. <laughs> I, uh, I, they're iconic designs, man. Like, I love the Jim oh, Lee yeah. outfits. Yeah, no, that's, like, really kind of surplanted the stuff I grew up with, even. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the the head sock version of Cyclops. Yeah, like, the only thing that I like more than Wolverine's, uh, like, 90s yellow and blue spandex is, like, the brown. Brown suit. Yeah. Yeah. I want the brown suit somewhere, damn it. Yeah. I want a version of uh, Hugh Jackman wearing that suit in this movie. Mm. In, in Deadpool. But, anyway... Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. So there's this cool part which they showcase that the animation does look a bit better where Wolverine's running with his claws out and Gambit, like, jumps on his back, which I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And they charges Wolverine's claws, you know? And they're, like, glowing pink-purple. It's like, oh, they're going to be badass. I'm like, okay, two things. Number one, this is a video game move. Like, this is a Marvel versus Capcom combo move. Is it any more ridiculous than the fastball special between Wolverine no, and Colossus? No, absolutely not. It is not. In oh, in I, no way. I'd say a little bit, because there's more implications here. The other thing about that is, okay, so now they're going to explode. <laughs> because that's what Gambit's power is, is he kinetically charges things and they explode. Which, okay, yes, it's adamantium. It's not going to destroy the claws or his uh, skeleton. Maybe. Number, you don't know for sure. No, number two. Uh, yeah, okay, he's got the healing factory. He can regenerate from one cell. Still that, hurts. That doesn't mean it's not going to hurt like a motherfucker and he's not going to, like, thread gambit on a pool cue. That. You know, it's probably going to, like, send him into a blind psychosis rage where he just, like, kills Gambit. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm down for it because I hate Gambit. Oh, I hate that character, dude. I've hated him since he debuted. You hate his headwear. There's just yes, some really okay. hurtful X-Men opinions going on here. <laughs> that, I'm that or, sorry. That or you're just super jealous because, you know, Rogue wants I, I don't know. I, I'm used to being shit That's on. Also be- I, I'm used to being shit on because I'm a Cyclops fan. Dude, I love Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops is my favorite. I'm looking forward to peak Cyclops content here. I mean, Gail Simone can say whatever she wants. I like Cyclops. Mm. I like that Cyclops. I don't like what they've done to him in recent years. But, like, the Cyclops that set off, like, used his optic blast, wiped out part of a mountain, and Wolverine just goes, you know, every once in a while, Summers, I remember why you're in charge. Well, and then also, like... By judging by the trailer, the only one we know who canonically fucks is Cyclops. Well, yeah, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, Jean Grey. I mean, cable cable's pregnant. gotta come from somewhere. Yeah. 
I, you know, uh, I, I remember um, I showed you some of those toys. So I'm, I'm curious if, like, we're going to oh. get two Summer's Children. I don't think so. I really think we're just getting the one because they're going to simplify this storyline. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also curious how all of this is going to be integrated into the MCU because I'm almost wondering if, like, this season ends with, like, Deadpool. Oh, God. Coming into the show. I... <clears throat> Only if it's Ryan Reynolds. Like, if they can get Ryan Reynolds, I say go for it. But otherwise, don't do it. Well, I mean, they've got some good... Uh, who, who's the voice actor who does Deadpool most of the time for, like, the games and oh, stuff? Oh, God, I... Um... He, he's good. He's good at it and everything like that. But no, I just like, it'd be interesting if, like, this season of this show leads into, like, some of the events in the periphery of Deadpool. Uh, Will Friedel played him in Ultimate Spider-Man? Mm, no, um, who's the one who did the voice for the Deadpool game? I think it was like Nolan, Nolan North. Nolan North. Yeah. is Nolan North. Yeah. Um, but no, wouldn't that be interesting, though, if like Deadpool shows up and the Wolverine that he partners with in the movie ends up being the X-Men 97 Wolverine? Especially because we know he's going to be wearing the, the, the spandex. I, sort of. I don't, I don't know, and apparently Nolan North has played him more than anyone, so, you know, if they get him, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know, because then it's like, well, because every time the X-Men have started appearing in the Marvel movies, they've taken cues from the 90s show. When they mentioned yeah. the mutation in Miss Marvel, they played the da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? If Deadpool shows up, I hope it's original Rob Liefeld Deadpool. <laughs> like, the shitty one. You know, the one before he was fun. Yeah, well, all the pouches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's just like the Merc with a mouth. He doesn't know he's in a comic book. He's just, like, really annoying, and everyone's trying to break his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, because then um, in uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we had the fucking gold chair for Professor X. Oh, yeah, no, I was really excited about that. And then... um. And uh, did did you ever see Miss Mar or Captain Marvel or the Marvels? I didn't. Did do you know about the post credit scene? I know I saw the post credit scene though, which yeah, you know what? Big big credit for who they got to voice that character. Yeah, well, and I, I just I keep wondering if that's like they're going to take the X Men ninety seven universe and make uh, like it, just move it wholesale into. The MCU, like just everybody's moved over and the timeline has changed a little bit or I don't know, man. I don't know. Wild. I, I really don't know. It's a lot of stuff to consider and hopefully Deadpool will kind of clear up some of that. Well, you know, if he, the, the one thing we know for sure is he can kill everybody and they can just start over from scratch. What's (laughs) going to be great is when they do the next Avengers movie. Like, Deadpool's going to get the only F-bomb. That's true. Yeah, it just, it, it's totally, it totally makes sense for the character. He's the only one who gets to, he, he's the only one who gets to say fuck. Yep. Yep. Also, can we talk about the fact, uh, just how hard Cyclops saying to me, my X-Men Dude, hit? oh my god, I loved it. Like, that was, like, Xavier's first real line. Mm-hmm. 
in in the comics. So like anytime somebody says that, it it kind of means something. Yeah, yeah. No, when I when I heard Cyclops go to me, I, that's why I got really excited because like okay, no, as a Cyclops fan, I'm gonna finally be getting what I want. Yeah. After a long time, so. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that was Marvel's big week, and uh, that's about all I have right now. So. Okay. Okay, so uh, do we need to take a break? Yeah, I think we should probably take a break. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll take a break and we'll be back with me and then we'll wrap this up. All right. We got stuff. Back in a minute. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin from Supernatural Selection. Are you an independent creator? Do you have a webcomic or an Etsy store? Do you 3D print things? Or are you just looking to get some word out for your Discordian cabal with uh, social terrorism? Well, we'd love to help. And David, I believe you've got some details about how we can help. Why, certainly. If you go to supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, that is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, you can learn how to advertise with us. That's right. I believe the rate is $2 per episode. You can't beat that with a stick. Yeah, I mean, trust me, we've tried. Yeah, that's cheap. That's literally cheaper than dirt. Mm-hmm. And best of all, if you're not sure how to write an ad, we'll do it for you. We'll even record it. Absolutely. Just let us know what you need in the ad, and we'll be happy to do that for you. And again, that URL is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact. And now... Back to the show. And we have returned. So, as I, like I said at the uh, top of the show, I've been uh, watching a little too much uh, fantasy anime mike have you been weebing it up i've been so weebing it up and not just a spe- not just weeb in general just specific forms of weeb um so i i'd already talked before i think that i've been watching uh dungeon meshi mm-hmm. and uh freyren beyond journey's end mm-hmm. so i'm continuing to keep up with those um still enjoying them uh not much to say of those other than, you know, they're great shows in their own different ways. If you want to know how to cook monsters, Dungeon Meshi. <laughs> okay. Delicious in Dungeon, as it's known in uh, on the States. Well, yeah, that's what it's called on Netflix. But, you know, I'm a weeb, so I have to call it its real name. Oh, you're and one of those guys. Also, I also knew it before in its, in its manga form, even though I didn't read it. I knew of it for mm-hmm. so long. So I, I can't call it the uh, American name, um, <clears throat> but I also started a new show because those I've caught up with, I'm watching them week to week, and that just sucks because you're you know waiting on two episodes every week. So yeah, I started watching one that I had heard of before, but I didn't really know much about. And it's a little little uh, anime called Goblin Slayer. Oh boy! And wow, was I so you know, uh, Freyrin and Dungeon Meshi are both very you know lighthearted, even though they're kind of like Freyrin is very moody, mm-hmm. but I don't think it has really 
high stakes. It, it's melancholy. Yeah, it's it's you don't feel like the characters are in much danger. Mm-hmm. Whereas Goblin Slayer, oof, that Ooh. that right off the bat, like right off the bat, you know, there's you're presented with these yeah. characters and 90% of them die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, uh, I could talk about Goblin Slayer with you for hours, man. I fucking love oh boy. Goblin Slayer. I mean, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it once the actual, you know, party gets together. But at first I was like going, oh, they're, they're dead and they're, they're getting raped and eaten. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Don't they the fuck? So so here here's the thing. Goblin Slayer, uh definitely not a feel good story. I mean it has it's it, like it, it gets there. Oh. It gets there when like the uh, very autistic main character kind of starts opening himself up to other experiences, yes. Yeah. But <laughs> But it's it's definitely has a lot more stakes. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 goblins which are, you know, kind of traditionally and even in this show are seen as kind of like low stakes enemies turn out to be pretty fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, what normally, you know, in an RPG would be say level five and under enemies. Uh-huh. And they're like wrecking your shit. I mean, some people are obviously going to die to the level five enemies, but, it, but the show is so very, many. It's very definitely taking the uh, RPG mechanics yeah. and like stretching them into you know real what, life. You know what this sounds like? Hmm. It sounds like a campaign being run by oh, a dungeon master no, it, I used to have that uh, completely obeys the dice. No, it it, it it is. It is very much that. The like, uh, I'm. Oh yeah, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I am. I'm pretty much convinced that uh, whoever wrote this wrote it based on a campaign they did. It just has that kind of authentic. You know, this is characters and this is kind of how it might not be exactly like record of logos it's it's based on a 2d6 system that the author played from what i recall and uh like no kev more like uh the D &D movie oh yeah man i love that movie so much yeah it it has like you know it just i don't know just something about it feels like it was you know played through yeah it, like mm-hmm. the way that like spells are handled where they have to like before they move into an encounter like well how many spells do you have left yeah it, it just you has know, a lot of like game mechanic you know not it. not to jump back on mine that's actually one of the things i like about this uh forgotten realms book i'm reading is there's like a, okay i can't do anything else for the rest of the day i gotta study my spells for tomorrow yeah you should watch uh, Goblin Slayer, Kevin. Just especially knowing going into it that uh, bad things happen at first. The, the first episode okay. is very rough, just because Don't. like it's trying to establish that shock value. What? Yeah. What? Whatever characters survive the first episode, you're you're obliged to get attached to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. But, h- but how far are you into the show now? So I'm a, I'm on season two. I think I just watched uh, episode. Eight, something like that. Did, did you watch the OVA? Season two. I watched the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The okay. the the Goblin Crown or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Um. Yeah. I I very much really like Goblin Slayer. Um. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah. And yeah, like like David said, the uh, the main character. 
I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, defi- is he the main character? Is the priestess the main character? It's kind of hard to say. They're mm, both kind yeah, of fair. main characters. But the Goblin Slayer. So it's also another th- weird thing is that nobody really has names here. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't have like a name. They're called just their title or whatever. They're like Elf Archer or, you know, Priestess. But um, Goblin Slayer, he's ooh, he's got some trauma there. He's like, like a cool fucking character, though, the way that, like, uh, you could tell it's like, this is a very clever player who knows the mechanics of the yeah, game no, inside was, and out. Yeah, if this was based on a player, this player, like, really, you know, rules lawyered and, you know, did some creative uh, figuring out. Like, he's like one of those people that would, you know, uh, say, I'm trying to think of a, an example, but, you know, they, they'd bring, like, a bunch of supplies that seemed random, but then all of a sudden, you know, build a catapult mm-hmm. in the middle of you, a dungeon or something like that. You can do what that. with a scroll? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and then, of course, like, the brutality of, like, seeing the goblins get their shit, uh, shit wrecked is very satisfying. Yeah, it is It is a very graphic show. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the goblins get stabbed in their face. Jesus, and, and it's, it's also weirdly wholesome too. Sometimes. Oh no, yeah, there's a uh, there's really good uh, you know interaction between the uh, all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like even like just the kind of side adventures. There's like some growth there. Yeah, the spear guy. Um, yeah, spear guy and yeah. big you sword know, guy. This is actually kind of making me want to go back and start back on Legend of Vox Machina. That's mm. a good one too. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully, uh, season three comes out soon. Yeah, uh, like if you can get through the first, it, it, the way that I think about Goblin Slayer is if you can get through the first episode of it, you should be fine. Kind of like if you can get through the first episode of Don't uh, Tease Me, Miss Nagatoro, you, you you'll be fine mm. because those first episodes are very much kind of like the litmus test to how much you can handle. I think. And and you just I think it's also you have to kind of have an open mind in the first episode because uh, just if you have too many expectations you you might get turned off mm. like that's why I say if anybody you know is listening to this just you know that, that first party adventurers don't don't get attached now now they, they you um you've mentioned one of my favorite animes which is Goblin Slayer I love Goblin Slayer mm-hmm. have you tried Overlord? Oh, um, I sounds familiar. Um, the the main character is a skeleton sorcerer. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I'd be very curious to because yeah, I no, I've been I reading not. the light novels. That's how into Overlord I am. I've been reading the translated light novels. Um, it looks give, give that a try. Tonally, it's very similar to uh, uh, Goblin Slayer. Yeah, I do not think I've seen this though. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure I'd remember the skeleton guy. I, I'd be curious. I'd be curious about what your thoughts are. <clears throat> okay, I think it's just because I've seen just seen it around a lot. You know, this, the mm. art looks familiar. There's like three different skeleton anime I'm watching right now. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dude! What the fuck? Because there's the... Overlord. Look, we're and... not talking about kinks for the whole show. No, 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 no. Um, just, the for some zone. reason, there's like this sub genre of just like oh, I've been turned into a skeleton so like, 
Yeah. Uh, like, can I just say I heard your joke yeah. about David's in the bone zone, and I appreciate it. I want that to get. That's what the genre I should be called. I haven't even touched Diablo in a week. Thank you very much. Ah. <laughs> no, but um, so there's that, and then there's um, a skeleton warrior in another world or something like that, which is a lot more comedic. And then just recently yeah. there was the undead unwanted adventure, and I'm watching that week to week. So okay. Here, here is a quick question, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people watched, like, Thundercats or something, and they got, like, turned into a furry. Did you watch Skeleton Warriors at a formative period? Or uh, No, I think I just watched the Skeleton Dance Disney animation way too much as a kid. No, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Skeletons <laughs> I'm, I'm are cool. I'm fucking with you, dude. I'm no, no, fucking no. with you. F- fuck off. Skeletons lo- are cool. He had a no, sexual cool. awakening to Skeletor, Kevin. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Rub my bone, he man. I I, I don't know, man. I can't. I can't explain it. Like I'm a goth kid at heart. There's something cool about like I'm a skeleton. Blah. (laughs) Blah. I don't know. I I like my skin too much to be a skeleton. I I don't know. Like if I were to be any sort of if I were to be isekai'd into a RPG setting, I would probably. If you had to be isekai'd into a monster form, I would probably be a skeleton. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if it's a sexual thing or what. The, the the most ironic thing though is a skeleton doesn't have a penis, therefore he can't bone. Mm, yes, truly sad. Because because the the wang is a uh, all he's got to do is flesh. take a leg take a leg bone, stick it in the pelvis bone, and pretend. Yeah, but he, he won't get any pleasure from it. He'd just be like you know it would be like a bony strap on. There's yeah, a I, lot he can't do, but you know, you do it I don't anyway. Know why there are so many skeleton-based anime that I'm watching and I am enjoying them? I just don't understand it. It's just skeletons are metal, and you know, like you said, yeah, that's also really like true. Like metal skeletons. Yeah, no, I mean, like if there was, if <clears throat> I were say 15 in the 90s and a skeleton anime came out, I would be watching the fuck. Out of a skeleton anime. Oh, no, I was just never that into skeletons. Yeah, but I mean, I'd at least check it out. I, mean, I had plenty of skull shirts and stuff, but just wasn't into skeletons. I don't know, I don't know man. I don't know what to tell you. No, and I'm not. Stop sh- judging I'm me. Not, I, I don't mean to shame you, <laughs> realistically. We're not going to bone shame you, man. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just there's three of them out <laughs> right now, and they're very fun. And, uh, let's see. So, and the only other thing I've been doing, I haven't played in the last couple of days, but, uh, started playing. So, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, forever about, uh, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that wasn't out on game pass. So instead I decided to play y- the remake of the first Yakuza. Mm. Okay. So I I played a good bit of that. Um, need to get back to it. Um, I'm enjoying it, even though you know I'm not very. I had to set it to easy because I'm not very good at the Punch Man's games. The Punchman. Yeah. Mm. Um. Not. I, I did that not knowing that the uh, Like a Dragon games are uh, RPG. No. Yeah, I did not know that until I watched the uh, Donkey review of like oh, a dragon. Oh, that video is amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> that, that you that you just capture enemies like Pokemon and you know use them like you have greased up slidey dudes. Is this or, or, the entire, or, or the entire yeah. Sega Bass fishing game? 
inside the game. As two different Tevin has two different styles of fishing game. You can play the Sega arcade bass. Game I know, or, or you can actually play a fishing mini mechanic. Game. Yeah. That's not as good, apparently, as the <laughs> Sega Bath game. Arcade. You know, they probably put the mechanic in there. Somebody said, this is nowhere near as fun as the Sega Bass fishing. And they're like, why don't we just put that in? Yeah. Oh, guys, a uh, quick interruption, completely unrelated to anything. There is a documentary about Robert Willie Picton on Amazon called The Pig Farm that I'm going to have to watch. Ooh. Yeah. So if you're into... Canadians that kill ladies of the night and feed them to pigs. That's that's your movie. Now imagine if they made an anime about that. No, God. And then they come back as skeletons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm a sexy skeleton girl now. Look at me. Sorry. Hashtag no weird. sexual. I don't know how to explain this to you. I know it's, I know it's not, but I'm a horrible human being. You have to understand this. <laughs> But yes, so to just completely skirt around that, while uh, <laughs> while the first Yakuza isn't uh, as silly as uh, Infinite Wealth, it is still not a very serious game. It is mm. full of melodrama. Like it, you know, I, it's hard to get nuance for something you know in another language, but it feels like it's just like like it is a bad Yakuza drama, melodrama show in game form. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the the amount of side games is still pretty nuts. Like, you can, you know, go bowling or go slot car racing. Yeah, or, I've you know. been... I remember watching uh, uh, Donkey play that game and the whole... There's Sega arcades that you go in and, like, can play the claw game and... Goddamn. Yeah, it's just it's funny you mentioned Yakuza because I've been watching uh, Tokyo Vice. Have you seen that at all? Mm-mm. Uh, it's it's Apparently. good. It's an HBO series. It's about like the Yakuza in the late nineties. Yeah. Um, I think, give, I think one try. of my uh, one of my discords was talking about it recently. It, it's got Ken Wat uh, Ken Watanabe. So there you mm-hmm. go. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, I like him. He and needs more work. Anzel Elgort. That's certainly name. a name. Yeah. That is a fucking name. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. It's uh, especially if you know a little bit about like Japanese culture through osmosis. Like you know, whenever they go through the um, areas where like there are the different host clubs, and they got the 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 host clubs for the women, the host clubs for the men, and everything like that. Right. It's fun. Oh yeah, the you know the in Yakuza, just there. There's lots of host clubs. Mm-hmm. Like, when you know you 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 go to prison for ten years, and when you come out, everything's different. You're like host clubs for women. What the hell? Because <laughs> you know there were there basically there were just strip clubs before, I guess. And the seeing, I think you get out of prison in like what two thousand and one or something like that, and you went into mm-hmm. prison in like the nineties. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, mm. so. That's certainly... What the fuck is an internet? Now, now uh, what are you playing it on? PC? Yes. Uh, Game Pass. Oh, it's on Game, Game Pass. Pass. So I can... Oh, yeah. I, I might boot that up tonight. Uh, get that down. In fact, and... after I started playing uh, Infinite Wealth, like about a week after it, 
released. It came out on Game Pass as well. So you yeah, can play all the Yakuza, Yakuza games on Game Pass. Yeah, because the one I was playing was the uh, one set in the um, like late 1800s. Yeah. Which oh yeah, that's right. We had cool. talked about it's cool that. It's cool as hell, but like I kind of want to play like the more modern gangster shit. Yeah. Neat. I, like, oh, I like Game Pass. Yeah, it, it definitely comes in handy. I'll mm. sign back up for it at some point. Actually, I need to sign up for it and see how uh, Starfield runs on my system just to vindicate myself for upgrading the system. <laughs> yeah, and then never play it again because the less said about that, the better. Yeah, I'll play it and then immediately launch Skyrim. My, my hope is so it's going to end up being like Skyrim in the sense that like 20 years down the line, there's been a bunch of like stuff that's been added to it that I makes hope. it feel better. Man, I hope somebody can fix it. Because cause Bethesda's not going to fix it. Like, the fundamentals That's... are okay. It's just, it's so... For for what was supposed to be Todd Howard's, like, magnum opus game, he left it so unfinished. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like it's like a lot of the YouTubers are saying, uh, being a big game doesn't matter. Like, just because it's procedurally generated doesn't mean what's generating is fun. Yeah, if it's it's a procedurally generated planet but it's the same five landmarks over and over again. Yeah, it's yeah there is there is that problem but I don't know. It's I th- I think they could have done better, but I don't yeah. know. I'm not a game designer, so I can't say exactly how. I can make some stabs at it. From, from what I gathered, it was supposed to be um, a lot more hardcore in the sense of like you needed to have outposts to get the fuel to be able to travel further out. But then the, they decided to yeah, because the outpost thing like it. it's it's neat, but it serves no real purpose to anything. Like when I right, was playing, yeah. so when I went through my second playthrough after uh, to do the new game plus thing, it was like, well, I'm not going to really bother with an outpost because that's not it doesn't help with the progression of anything. I don't know. Um, It's it's frustrating because like I was really rooting for that game. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I I think all of us were honestly. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Fallout. I like space stuff. So I thought, you know, hey, this is this will be awesome. Well, you know, I've loved everything by them I've played in the modern era, and then this. Like the little bit I, I played, I was like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I, don't, I hate it. I, I think like, the I, best thing that we're gonna get out of it is like a YouTuber making like a six-hour documentary about like all the development trouble that uh, resulted know, in Starfield. Yeah. Well, like it's funny. There's this YouTuber I watch, and his big thing is he does videos, uh, deep diving into secrets and lore and shit on Bethesda games. His name's uh, the Epic Nate. Mm-hmm. And he does like uh, mysteries of Fallout, mysteries of Skyrim, and what and ESO, and uh, he did a intro video to his series on uh, Starfield, and uh, there has never been a follow up video. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he just, like, dropped that and did another Skyrim video. There, there is an expansion set to come out, so I figure, um, you know, I'll give it a try once the expansion's out. Um, 
Although, uh, if you're looking for a game for the three of us to play together, uh, Diablo 4 joins Game Pass, like, uh, next week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I may give that a shot. Just run around and just, like, blow some shit up. Murder! Yeah. I know. I I haven't played Diablo a lot, so, but, like, you know, I may give it a shot with you guys. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to play it on PC. I had Diablo 3 on, uh, Switch, or I'll still have it on the Switch. That's just, what I dude, played. The, on Switch the Switch version of Diablo Three was so much fun because I, I had I just, it on. I did I enjoy it, it. Yeah, because I had it on PC, but like I bought it again for the Switch, and there's just something about being able to play it on the Switch, like was great on the TV machine or playing mm-hmm. it in the handheld mode. There's something great about it. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I cut you off there, Mike. That's okay. Oh, no. Now that makes said, me sound like an asshole. No. But no, 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 no. I was going to say, but, but you said that, and now it made me think, well, if I have it on Game Pass, but then I can't play it on my uh, Steam Deck. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd have to get it from, you know, be able to play it on my Steam Deck. That's a good mm. point. Though, even though I don't really play my Steam Deck that much. Yeah. Yeah, I the only game I was playing recently, because I haven't had much time for gaming, but... um. I was doing uh, Persona, f- was it 3? Reload? Yeah, I think it was Persona 3 Reload. That's what I was on, and I need to get back into that, because uh, that's a fun fucking game. Yep. Never been a uh, Persona person. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I've it, never... It's Game Pass, man. Might as well install it and try it. Yeah, sure. But then again, that kind of comes back to RPG stuff, which never really tickled my fancy. I've played mm. some turn-based RPGs. I definitely, f- definitely jive more with action RPGs than turn-based. Yeah, I, I can feel you on that. Maybe I ought to play some with the uh, with either no fail or you know whatever the super easy mode, so I could just like you know get the story stuff and the exploration. What I like is having I, to do I, I like the all. turn-based RPGs that have like the action elements to them, like um, like uh, like the Paper Mario series. How you have to do oh, like I those loved... button presses and stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry, <laughs> Kevin. We'll cut to... that out. Jesus, Kev, Kevin over here trying to like inundate us with. Uh... Sorry, I was going through Plex, <laughs> and nobody else is going to hear that because it's on the isolated track. But goddamn, oh. uh, sorry about that. Uh, uh, I'm leaving it in. I don't remember. I'm leaving it in. No, I'm trying to remember what I was about to say before that (laughs) happened. But what were we? What what were we saying? I I mentioned Paper Mario, like the the, the, turn based with the little action elements. I fucking adored Super Paper Mario Mm. on the Wii. That was such a good game. Yeah, that's a fun one. Like, I've yeah. never played a Mario mm-hmm. RPG where I haven't had fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I want to play Mario R- RPG on the Switch, but, like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that, mm. that's the thing. Like, it's the Nintendo premium price for... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, Mike... Yeah, we need to get a copy of Record of Lotus War. Speaking of your fantasy anime, because every time I've ever tried to watch that, 
uh, I've gotten it on DVD or VHS a couple of times, and people have been like, hey, can I borrow it? And then I either got stolen or they sold it. So yeah. I would love to actually finish that for once. I need to track down that Fire Emblem anime that they made in like the Oh, did they 90s. do one? Yeah, like in the 90s. Oh, wow. When Fire Emblem was just still like a very Japanese thing. When everybody when everybody played uh, uh, Smash Brothers and was and was like, what the fuck is a Marth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this yeah. was before. Uh, and the funny thing was, I knew about Fire Emblem before Smash Brothers because Hollywood Video, for, there there must have been a weeb on staff because they had a bunch of VHS tapes of different anime and one of them was Fire Emblem. Oh, God bless the '90s weebs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was like, that cause... Trailer Park Boys and Mystery Science Theater VHS tapes. Hell yeah, man! Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> <sighs> oh man! Oh Jesus! Okay, so I brought this up on a uh, Supernat because I'm a friggin' idiot, but I have gotten so into pulling up old Comedy Channel stuff mm. on on YouTube. Like, there's a full episode or two of the Higgins boys and Gruber on there, Mm. which the Higgins boys and Gruber was actually originally co-created by Joel Hodgson and Trace Bull U. So, you know, MST adjacent. And, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of fun to go back and watch all that shit because it had such a DIY feel to it. Mm -hmm. Like literally whoever was in charge of the comedy channel, nobody really gave a shit so they could do whatever. Sorry. <laughs> no, we kind of like ended up hijacking Mike's portion. Yeah, sorry, okay. Mike. No, what I, else I, you got? No, that's it. That was it. I was done. Why do you think I just kept not saying anything? I don't know, because you're tired or we're a bunch of assholes over here. <laughs> I just, I, I, I was pretty much done Like uh, after uh, after y'all get done talking. We, we were just you know, free associating from topic to topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now... Uh, real quick, while we were on here, I did go and buy a bolt gun on Steam. Uh, the Warhammer 40,000 Doom clone. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why not? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, have you got a game for us? Um, geez, I've been so wrapped up, I didn't really come up with one. Um, uh,. Let's see. What can I come up? Looking around the room. I don't see anything that's helping. What if we play um, Fuck, Mary Kill with the hosts? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm looking for a gun. I, fu- I fucked David, I married Mike, and I whoa, killed myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, Just because I'm the most desirable? I, I, see, I see an alien's pulse blaster I'm going okay. to get Kevin with. Okay. No, um... <laughs> Do, do we want to play Never uh, Have I Ever? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I did not come up with a alternative. We, we, we um, can do the one word at a time story thing. Um, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, um, we'll just count off the... We'll, we'll try to hit a certain number of words, if that works. Or so we, we do it until... <laughs> until there's like an awful. actual end point. Until until we finally go, this is this is wrong. Never have I ever kissed a fish. Glug glug. Yeah, what the fuck am I supposed glug, to do? Glug, yeah. What do we do? Do we drink or do we say no? We haven't. 
I've ne I literally have never kissed a fish. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I was just thinking what I like. I've really gone to town on some like seafood, but I yeah, don't know that's, that's the same thing. Though. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. This is quality podcast. This is quality. This is what you get when Mike is unprepared. Always. And Mike's unprepared. a rum and coke down for the night already. Oh, oh I, it's worn off by now. I'm just like, <laughs> like trying, I'm just grasping at straws here. Hey, can, can I ask a question that may not be a game, but like we can at least answer? What's sure. Up? That's a game. All right. So, like, you can have one giant robot to, like, take... Like, you've been challenged to a duel by, like, an alien race that has, like, a giant robot mech thing. And you get to choose one famous giant robot to take into battle against it. Lion Voltron. God damn it. Okay, that was quick. All right, that's your choice. Uh, so, so what are you taking into battle, Mike? Uh, give us why is it Lion Voltron? Because it's badass. Okay, do you have like other pilots with you to help? You know, so you have like I mean, other people on the screen, or is it just you in the center and I'm, a bunch of I'm the sure, backs of seats? I'm sure I would need you know more than just me. Uh, I don't think Lion Voltron would work with fewer than well, five I, I'm worthy. Just, I'm, I'm going to assume okay. uh, you know Kevin and I are there, so that that's three of us. Who are the other two you're adding? I don't know. <laughs> I, Who's I, worthy Scott's to join our Voltron? Them. Scott's one of them. <laughs> Who from the Discord? I'm... Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, wow. From the Discord. That's a good question. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm looking kidding. at the Discord. No, no. I'm looking at the Discord, <laughs> and I'm going to pick out some other people for Mike. Um. Let me get in general here so I can see everybody. Or, or you know. Just send a message. Who wants to be in a Voltron? And then whoever replies. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what? The film gauge, because he's here already. <laughs> and, um, oh, Mike. Hmm. How about Yakub? Hmm. I mean... Don't we need at least one lady? Oh, well, then obviously Dusty. There you go. So, yeah. Well, okay. All I know is I'll form the head. Hell yeah. Bop, bop, ba -da, bop, ba -da. <laughs> okay. David, how about you? What giant robot are you taking? Okay, thank you for repeating the question because I got lost there for a sec. <laughs> yeah, what giant robot are you taking into battle against the aliens? Um, You know, I'm just going to send the Iron Giant out. Really? I mean, he he was pretty powerful. Like, you know, it took a nuke to no, take I him out, but yeah. it never he's, really took him out. And and he reformed at the end of the movie. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's powered by probably nuclear energy. Yeah, or that or Tetsujin. No, no, he's powered by a Finn Diesel engine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> God damn it. This is the best Giant's thing he ever great, did. man. I yeah. don't know. It came across something that was that could give it a run for its money. It was a uh, Vin Diesel doing a uh, toy promo. Street like Sharks. One of those. Yep. Street yep. Sharks. We all know the Street Sharks video. I didn't know and know it until like Thursday. I've never seen That's it before. That's funny. Like I don't. You know, it's one of those things I never think about. But when you showed I me, I was like, Oh, yeah, this we've is talked a about it on the video. podcast at some point. 
I don't know if we have. I have. Um, I'm having a deja vu, vivid recollection of mentioning this Vin Diesel Street Sharks commercial at some point on this show. <laughs> I don't remember it. Oh man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, the Matrix glitching out or something, but or or maybe I end up talking about that a lot more than makes sense. Maybe, maybe it's a pretty dope commercial. Like it gets me it's, into Street Sharks. He's he's certainly enthusiastic about Street Sharks. Yes, in the video, <laughs> Joss. Um, then you know he's probably healthy. Yes, definitely. And afterwards, he just. Went home, pulled that sweaty tank top off, and was like, man, I need to play some D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can get a hold of uh, Judy Dench. <laughs> Triple X, return of Xander Cage. Triple X, go and give it to you. Mm. Um, okay, now, who am I taking into battle? And you know what? I'm going to say Megas XLR. Hell yeah. Because first off, I know how to drive a car. <laughs> And number two, cartoon logic applies. Again, my favorite thing from Megas XLR was when somebody yelled, fire all the missiles, and Coop hit a button that said, all the missiles. And then later, in the same episode, they're fighting, and the only way to kill the thing is missiles, and he hits another button that says, all the other missiles. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the kind of logic you need to beat the aliens. It's just like a bunch of cartoon logic buttons mm-hmm. that can destroy your enemy. Remember how Bruce Campbell played like a Modoc type? Uh, a giant chin, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good do show, remember, man. Yeah, do you remember there were giant alien robots uh, voiced by Peter Cullen and Frank Walker? Mm, that's right. Yep, yep. There was a lot of good jokes in there, and I found out, do you know why you will never see that show again? Why is that? Because... In a bizarre prophetic incident in the 2000s, Warner Brothers uh, uh, did it as a tax write-off. Oh, yeah, they did the same thing with um, Symbionic Titan. Yeah, you uh. will never see either of those shows because they were a tax write-off. Uh. Oh, oh uh, the, the, wait a minute. So you tell me Warner has been doing this for that long? Oh, yeah, it's just they've gotten like... Big time into it lately. Wow. Yeah. Mike, I think we need to sail the high seas and see if we can find that Megas. I, th- I think you shouldn't talk about this on a podcast. Uh, well, we're talking about going on the reservoir and seeing if we can find a DVD set floating on the water. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about actually, you know, sailing on a boat. Did you ever figure out a so. game, Mike? That was the game. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Mike couldn't yeah. figure out a game, so I took the initiative. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> Mike, you got anything else? or, or... Um, <clears throat> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing here? What are you laughing about? I'm sorry. This is <laughs> just, just, it's always fun. You uh, just, I don't know. I think that was uncalled for. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. The, the, you know, my, my incompetence is funny to you. It's not incompetence. It it's is chaos. incompetence. It's a delightful character flaw that enriches our conversations. Yeah, that's what my uh, third grade teacher said. <laughs> 
Really? I'm, I can't. I can't say what mine called me. Uh, I believe the she said it in not so many words. The words I believe she used was needs to put forth more effort. <coughs> oh, your teacher? Yeah. Wow. Okay, because mine used an R word. Oh. Well, yeah, Kevin. Kevin, you went to school in uh, like a chicken house, and no, yeah. I didn't. You know, you were a real ravioli head. <clears throat> no, my <laughs> elementary school where they did that was uh, in Vicksburg. It was called Halls Ferry Elementary, and it was like a fucking prison. Like that's what I'm saying is that Kevin, I don't think your teachers were actually went to college for teaching. I don't think they went to to elementary school for learning. Anyway. <laughs> The, the stories you've told me about that school, they if they they need to be like if they are even like five percent true, they those teachers need to be like prosecuted for like I don't know war crimes. I don't know. Well, something. you know, the one thing I'll say is I'm just glad they tore it down and turned it into a Walgreens. Oh yeah, so there's okay. no evidence. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's, okay. it's heavy. This, this, that's just a building. I mean, you could be glad about that, but you got to think those teachers went on to continue to teach other kids. Actually, most of them were old, and I like to think they're all dead now. Well, yeah, they're now they're dead now. Obviously, it's been fucking forty years. <laughs> but I'm saying at the time they probably got another you know decade of teaching in them. Probably. Welcome Jesus to Christ. the trauma hole. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Mike, have you got a positive information? Wait, David, do you have any birthdays? Oh, shit. I didn't even look. Um, <laughs> do, do we want to bother with that? I Yeah, actually, we've got more. Well, I guess not. Mike? Well, well I'll, I'll look. To... Mike comes up with his positive affirmation. Like, it, I know Wait. it's going to take him about 10 minutes to figure that out. Hey, I already got it. Oh, Fuck shit. Those. I could come up with one quicker <laughs> Damn, than that game. Son. David, you wrong for that. Oh, I got birthdays. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Molly Ringwald. Really? John Travolta. Oh my god. Oh my god, oh, wow. Mister God. Seventy years old. Oh wow, and still in the closet. Hmm. Uh, Ren Schmidt, who uh, Mike and I would know from uh, For All Mankind. Mm. Oh yeah, Ren Schmidt. Yeah, uh, it's like, she, no, she it's plays Ren Margo. Hoek. It's Ren Hoek. He was a he was a asthma hound Chihuahua. Matt Dillon. Really, God, that's a name I haven't thought of in ages. Sybil Shepherd. Oh wow. John Hughes. Damn, there's some people I've heard of this week. Mm-hmm. Jack Palance. Oh wow. <sighs> I crap bigger than you. George Bob. Kennedy. Huh. Oh oh, George Kennedy. From, hey. from Naked Gun. Julie Strain. All right. Oh, dang, son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there we go. Got the birthdays in. Fuck you. Oh, no, hey, Vanna White. Hey, happy birthday, Vanna. How the hell have you... How do you not look your age? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. so I, I got birthdays in. That was quick. Oh, shit, Dr. Dre? Hey, I almost oh, forgot about Dre. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> okay, then. Um, do, do Let's see. 
uh, I guess that's it for us. Yep. We're, we're, we've mined this distraction hole for all the gold that it has. We have uh, lost many, many canaries and children in the mines. Forty miners died in the collapse in this episode alone. We've gone back to our families, but we will carry the black lung forever. This show is the Mary Ellen... No, it's not. This show is the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald podcast. <laughs> so, with that being said, good night, everybody. Um, and for... Do we, does, does anybody else have any final words they want to say? Like, is this your to... positive affirmation? I don't no, know what's no, going I'm on getting, here. I'm getting to it. I'm getting oh, he's to getting it. to okay, it. That's okay. the last thing he's going to say, dude. Yeah. Give him a minute. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But I'm just making sure we got like all the T's and I's crossed and dotted <laughs> and everything. Don't forget to listen to the... Dis- uh, God damn it, we're on the distraction hall. Don't forget to listen to Supernatural Selection, our other show... Where we talk about the weirdest shit. We recently did one about yokai, which mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun doing it, with it's David It's like and Mike. every three weeks. Wonder what's <laughs> up with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, well, uh, with that, I'm going to say our positive affirmation this week is... Uh, the light at the uh, tunnel... Ugh, I can't get it right, right. <laughs> To quote Aerosmith, the light at the end of the tunnel may be you. Good night. That's a really nice one, Mike. Oh, sweet. And it's from fucking Aerosmith. Who knew? Yeah. Good night. Did did you say Aerosmith? Is this another skeleton anime? (laughs) (laughs) It's a a skelomancer. You need to play a a lich. Name him Aerosmith. Oh my God! There, there you go, David. He's a, he's a, that's uh, that's your character if you come to Spooky Dice Bag. I, I thought hey. that was going to be my. I was literally going to do a skeleton bard for Pathfinder. So, oh my God, <laughs> a, uh, perfect. A, a lich necromancer called Marrow Smith. <laughs> I love it. There you go. 